Hello everyone, welcome back to the Little Frog Podcast where I, your host Adrian, speak to you about anything random under the sun for 30 minutes. So today, it is Lunar New Year. Yay! Happy New Year! Hi everybody! I hope you are having fun with your family, eating a lot of nice food, eating a lot of like yusang, lohe, whatever. Yay! Lunar New Year is always like this fun time, isn't it? You get to hang out with people, being with them, and enjoy each other's company. Or so I think. <laughs> well, I never quite enjoy Lunar New Year because gr- growing up in Singapore, I always associate Lunar New Year to be like a time of competition and a time of like flattery and people just faking things and competing with each other for no other reason than to show how good they are in life. So to give you context, in Singapore, what happened is that Lunar New Year happens in three consecutive days. Day one is also the new Lunar New Year Eve. Day two is the first day of Lunar New Year and day three is um, the second day of Lunar New Year. Typically, what happens is that um, day one, which is the New Year's Day Eve, um, you will have this dinner called the reunion dinner Tuan Yuan Fan, in which you will have dinner together with your family and essentially it's like a Thanksgiving, but yeah, I think Thanksgiving would be a best way to explain what happens over the dinner. You will eat together. Um, typically, the um, the matriarch will be by something like, I don't know, um, roast chicken. Yeah, roast chicken, roast pork as well. Um, and abalone. Um, what else? Leek. Yeah, leek. Because they believe that leek somehow is related to um, calculation and therefore... The more you the more you calculate, the, the more money you will get. I think. Um, what else do we eat during Lunar New Year? So the tradition has been like changing with times, especially like this year. Things um the last decade at least I noticed is that people stop eating um home cooked food, as opposed to like eating um I mean so in lieu of home cooked food they will be eating things like hot pot, and grilling plates. Like they'll eat on grilling plates. Like like for example, in my godparents' place, we would have um a hot pot boiling soup in the middle. And then surrounding the hot pot would be this grilling plate where you can like grill meat and things on it. And I love that grilling part because you know I'm I like unhealthy things. So we always put like a slab of butter on it and then wait till the butter melts and sizzles and then we put like, you know, um pork strips, beef strips, um, you know, fish fish strips or whatever, essentially just to like pan fry them, grill them together and eat it. Um, it's fun. I think the idea is that you want to use that night as a, a means of like connecting with the close ones around you, i.e. your family, right? Um, and people start doing things as well like, like lohe. No, sorry, yusheng, is it lohe? Yeah, where you, where, where, there are, where you have this huge plate of um, shredded vegetables and salmon um, and, where, and then you also pour like a layer of um, clementine juice, clementine liquid on it and you will, so all of us would gather around that plate with our chopsticks and we'll just grab whatever that is on the plate and throw it up to the air so that it will land onto the plate again. Kind of like graduation day where you throw your motor board up to the sky and drop onto the ground. That's the idea. While you're doing all these, you're supposed to like say um, some proverbs. Um, I think they're proverbs. So essentially it is like a, like a string of four, four worded um, 
auspicious messages. For example, they might say um, uh, business prosperity, um, a good health, um, good luck, good fortune, things like that. So it's fun, and it's, but it's very messy and dirty as well. So can you imagine the cleaning up afterwards where you have all the, all the food, the clementine juice, the salmon, the shredded vegetables all around you. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting to be honest. I mean, okay, it's quite tasty as well. There's, there's some crunchy, crispy things in it. Um, yeah, I guess. Anyway, so for me, um, for the past like good 30 years, when I was in Singapore, I had two dinners. The first one is at my parents' place, and the second one is at my godparents' place. And I always prefer my godparents' place dinner, mainly because it is fun, right? Because we can cook the things that we want. And it's always like better quality. And, and you know, there are more options to eat over there. Whereas in my parents' place, it is my mom who cooks. And frankly speaking, my mom can't cook. I'm a way better chef than she is. Okay, let's put it this way. To be honest, I think I'm a better chef than many people, but hey, that's a separate matter. <laughs> anyway, so my mom can't really cook well, so I remember that I was not eating a lot during New Year's dinner. I would just eat like maybe a mouth, a few mouthfuls just to satisfy her, her ego. And then afterwards, I would go to my godparents' place and eat like a whole lot of things, you know. And it was always very satisfying, always, always very guilty, always, always very fattening as well. Because, you know, it's hot plate, you know, you're putting a lot of butter on it and crap on it. So you're just getting fat all the time. And of course, how can you not eat the, um, the sweets and the delights that they offer? Look, they always have this thing called pineapple tarts. And pineapple tarts are really, really sinful in the sense that four pieces of pineapple tarts is equivalent to one bowl of rice. So I'll always eat them with a lot of guilt in my mouth. Yep. Guilt. You hear it right. Guilt. And But the thing is, why don't I like Lunar New Year? It's because on the second day of Lunar New Year, okay, day two of Lunar New Year, which is the first day of the proper day of Lunar New Year, is when everyone would go to everyone's home and you know, essentially ask for this thing called Red Packet, Hong Pao, and compare each other's children. Yes, comparing each other's children. You didn't hear that wrong. So what normally happened is like this. Picture this. My house, a tiny little apartment in Jurong West, where um, inhabited by six people, you know, me, my sister, my parents, my grandparents. And then a bunch of people would come to my house, and eat my food and ask how we are doing in life. How is our kid doing in school? Uh, oh, they are not doing, they didn't do well for exam. Oh, how sad. Look at my kid. Oh, look at them. You know, they are going to top universities. They are, do, they are, they are going for like this top school program. Oh, I'm going to send them to Japan for this particular competition. Oh, they are really, really smart. Oh, what about your kid? Oh, so sorry to hear that he's not doing that well. Oh, what about your daughter? She didn't get to medical school. Oh, look at my daughter. She's now in medical school. Yeah, my husband just bought me a new Gucci bag. What about yours? Yeah, that's the kind of conversation that happened in, in day one. And I really dislike that because, you know, it's a competition of ego. 
And I always remember that my mom would always put up this like very thick front in which she has to deal with those people. And it's not nice because you could tell that she's just faking it. Like she's just flattering people around her, like being fake. And it's very uncomfortable for me, you know. And for myself, because I'm an introvert, uh, this is quite uncomfortable for me as well. People don't talk to you as a kid. And those kids who came to my house, they would be playing with each other. Because, okay, just for context, um, I grew, my, my grandfather has a brother. So just two of them. And then they um, have their own set of children and grandchildren, right? So on my grandfather's side, there's only he, uh, my father and his brother. So just the, just the two kids. And then there's us, who are the, their children. And then on my granduncle's side, there are a few um, children. And they are quite successful. You know, they're working for like big companies, big MNCs. Um, they are Christians, born-again Christian, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Um, they are wealthy people living in like big houses, condominiums, people, you know. And my family is not anything close to what they have. So growing up, there was always this gulf between um, my grandfather's side of people and my granduncle's side of people. And so because by tradition of like, by the convention of um, seniority, um, my granduncle's kid would come over to our place and, you know, eat our food and talk to us, trying to like show their respect. And for me, it's always very uncomfortable. I guess mainly because of the fact that I always feel compared to them. And I don't like that. And people are always there because they are forced to be there. So you can also feel that they don't want to be there as well. So essentially, it was not a nice time. You know, it's like you're being forced to be interacting with people that you don't like. Um, so anyway, now that I'm no longer in Singapore, I'm glad that I'm not like in this space where I constantly have to compare myself with other people unnecessarily. Um, I guess right now, where I am in life is that I'm in the UK. So I don't have like the immediate family for for like Lunar New Year comparison and celebration, which is a good thing and a bad thing because like I kind of miss having that company around me sometimes. In fact, yesterday was Lunar New Year dinner, New, New, Lunar New Year Eve. So um, I was alone and I decided to spend Lunar New Year Eve in London, and I ran down there in the evening to join this like gathering of people and play charade and chit chat and you know hang out. It was really fun. Um, it was quite unconventional because for me, um, the New Year's Eve night is supposed to be like more family oriented, much more homey. But I guess last night's celebration was quite homey as well in the sense that I was with a bunch of people like me in that sense. So it was nice to hang out with people. Mm. Although I sprained my ankle because of this e-scooter collision, but that is a separate issue. Let's not talk about it in this episode. <laughs> anyway, so this year, I had a Lunar New Year reunion dinner. I did, actually. So last Saturday, um, my former uh, my former neighbors, Tim and Ross, came over to my place, in which I've made them um, beef rendang and sayur lodeh. So sayur lodeh is this curry vegetables, and beef rendang is essentially like beef cooked in this sauce, rendang sauce, you know. And we had fun playing card games, talking, essentially feeling this Lunar New Year vibes. 
So it was a nice time. Um, tonight, in fact, I have a friend coming over for dinner. So Hail, I'm gonna make for him biryani. Yeah, my first time making it. Good luck, Sahil. <laughs> anyway, so the convention for Lunar New Year is that um, on the New Year's Eve night, you'll be eating a lot. And then afterwards, you'll be playing card games or playing any games per se. Like you can play um, Mahjong, you can play Da Lao E, Chua Dai Di, and things like that, a bunch of different games. Um, essentially, you, are, you, wanna, you wanna drag the night as long as possible. Because you, they believe that by dragging the night, you know, making the night, making the night as long as possible, your parents' life will be as long as possible. But it's of course just like superstition, you know. People, like you could sleep at like eight p.m. and your parents will still live to like 90, 90, 100 years old because of advancement in you know medical system. But my point being that there is a lot of um, superstition and beliefs around it. Yeah, so. I remember back then when I was younger, what we would do is we would watch Stephen Chow's movie and we would watch um, those New Year countdown shows. Do people still watch this kind of show these days though? I always find these shows like very, um, very, very, I don't know, performative. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is what we do during the first night. And then the second day is the day, the day of comparison and competition. Everyone just going to each other's house, com comparing each other's kid, competing with each other, telling each other how well they are doing in life, how much they have accomplished in life, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's the day I don't like the most. Honestly. But what I like about Lunar New Year, I suppose, is the Angpao, which is the, the red packet you receive with money in it. <laughs> My relatives were pretty um, cheapskate in that sense. Like they would give us red packets and I remember when I was young I was receiving like four dollars worth of Ang Pao. Yeah, it's like two quits in the UK, which is not a lot. And afterwards, you know, when you grow older, the people around you who are closer will give you bigger red packets, like fifty quits, hundred quits, things like that. Um the tradition is that the people who give the the red packet will be people who are married. So as long as I'm not married because, you know, I'm gay, so I will not have to give it back yet. But hey, who knows, you know, maybe I might get married. Eh, let's be realistic. Whatever. Anyway, so, um, so far, I don't have to worry about giving red packets yet. But last year, during Lunar New Year, I did give my mom a red packet because I, last year I went back to Singapore and I, I had been working for a while in the UK. So I had a bit of savings and I decided to bring my mom out for dinner. Or was it lunch? Okay, lunch. It was lunch. We went for lunch in this um, vegeta vegetarian Japanese restaurant because, you know, the first day typically my mom would um, eat vegetarian food because she doesn't want to... She, she believes that the first day is the most like auspicious day, so um, no meat for her. So we went for this um, vegetarian restaurant at Fortune Center, which was really, really great. And I, of course, I bought her lunch. I gave her a red packet. And afterwards, you know, uh, I went to different places for the celebration. And then I remember the following weekend, we also met again for lunch again. It was nice because the thing is, after I moved here, my relationship with my, my mom has changed a lot. Um, I don't know why. Maybe you experience the same thing. I don't know why. Because before that, you know, my mom saw me as a kid, you know, as like her kid. But now she saw me as, as an adult. So... 
and we hung out. The conversations were much more, um, much more adult-ish, I suppose. We went for like lunch at this tonkatsu restaurant at Orchard Road, which was amazing, by the way. And I bought her lunch as usual, and it was fun. It was nice to talk to my mom as an adult to another adult, as opposed to being a child to an adult. You know what I mean? If you do, you know, let me know. Anyway, so that was fun. Um, but the thing is, I'm of course this year I'm not going to be back in Singapore for Lunar New Year because of um, you know I find I find it really expensive to go back every time, and I make it a point not to go go back so frequently so that things are much more um, refreshing for me when I'm there. So this year, how I celebrated Lunar New Year is I had some people over for dinner, like Roti and Ross and my friend Suhail. And today I went down to this Lunar New Year fair, um, which was okay, not very interesting. Just people selling things, you know, not the most interesting things, not the most interesting food, just pretty boring things like chunlin, um, um, I don't know, jackets, coats. Yeah, very random like trinkets here and there. It's not like Singapore. Like if you're in Singapore, and you go you go down to um, Chinatown during Lunar New Year's night eve, you will have like a lot of people selling food, selling yeah, mainly food I think, uh, and it's always fun and you can you can vibe with the the spirit over there and everything. It was always very high, very happy, but the one that I went to in Cambridge was like meh, kind of like deadening because people were people were I think were cold to begin with, and number two they were not really selling Lunar New Year things. They are more like selling. Um, consumer goods as opposed to goods that are much more meaningful for the New Year celebration. You get what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so that's what how that's how we have been celebrating Lunar New Year. Um, so now that I moved to the UK, I no longer celebrate Lunar New Year as I would have in Singapore. In fact, what I try to do is to keep the spirit of what I have learned, i.e. the point of the celebrations um, is to be with people that you care about, the people you love, like your friends, or people like you, um, people who you enjoy hanging out with. And it's not a time of competition per se, but it's a time of being together, uh, feeling each other's company, enjoying each other's company, and essentially like what um, like what this famous anthropologist said, you know, kinship is essentially the mutuality of being. Of course, this is quite debatable, right? Some people would say this is not what kinship means, but I think I kind of agree with him that kinship kind of is like a mutuality of being in the sense that you participate and have meaning and have purpose in each other's lives. And I guess we, the only time or the only days we can um, experience that the most prominently um, tend to be celebration days like Lunar New Year, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and things like that. Yeah. I do miss like some elements of Lunar New Year now that I'm here. Like the food. The food is always great in Singapore during Lunar New Year. I know it's better in Malaysia, but we're talking about, you know, Singapore where I grew up in. Um some of my friends, it's always nice to hang out with them. And of course, um visiting temples. Yeah, I know it's kind of odd. Like I when I was growing up, I hated visiting temples during Lunar New Year because it's always super crowded and everyone is there to pray to this deity called Tai Sui. And essentially there is this belief in Chinese practice and custom that um Tai Sui is this deity who will punish four zodiac signs every year. And last year was 
my one of my, my zodiac sign was being punished last year, which was Rooster. And I really got a shitty year last year. So that was not fun at all. But this year, mm, things got slightly better, I hope. I mean, because according to the Luna New Year um, prediction, roosters are one of the best signs this year. Yay! So I look forward to a better year this year and um, much more stability, much more uh, accomplishments, um, hopefully much more um, pleasantness this year. Mm. So how have you celebrated Luna New Year? Have you gone to any temples yet? Have you been to any relative's house yet? Have you eaten so much that you almost threw up yet? <laughs> well, let me know what you think. Let me know how you celebrated the new year. Oh yeah, by the way, I will have a friend coming up to the show in a couple of episodes later. And we're going to talk about something really fun. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll keep that to that episode. So right now, it's just been me for a while. I hope you don't mind. And I'll see you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye.